Welcome to Managing Well. Today we're talking about creating um, an effective team and whether that is when you're looking to hire, when you're onboarding, and also the team you have now. Like, how can you really um, work with them to create a dream team that is like just highly effective? You know, in 2012, um, Google did research on their own teams. I think they researched 180 teams within Google and they called it Project Aristotle. We'll put the details in the show notes. Um, and to find out like what makes a team effective, like what are the components, what are the characteristics of an effective team? Like, do they need to be friends? Do they need to know each other for a long time? Um, and to me, what was so interesting about the results is like none of that is true. <laughs> like there are five five components of what makes a, a good team, um, but it has nothing to do, honestly, with interpersonal relationships. Um, and so let me just speak about that for a minute. Um, you know, when we think about teams and working together, you know, we think about um, I think I, I I would say my my kind of assumption is that everybody has to like each other um, and be friends and want to spend time together. And really what the research shows is, is, is that's not true. Like you need psychological safety, you need dependability, you need structure and clarity, you need to have meaning, shared meaning in the work, and then the work has to have an impact. Like those are the five components of like a dream team. But it's not um, spending time together outside of work. <laughs> uh, it's not being friends um, with with people um, that you work with. It's really kind of those key characteristics. And you know, I'm, as I'm talking, I'm thinking, you know, I'm from Chicago, and so you know, I grew up uh, watching the Chicago Bulls play basketball in the era of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, um, who didn't necessarily personally get along. <laughs> And they were phenomenal teammates um, and they were a dream team, right? And the, the rest of the players as well. And so I think, you know, we can all think of examples of like, oh, they may not actually like each other, but there is a shared vision. There is a shared purpose. Um, we all know our we're in our lanes and like we are working in it together. Um, and so I think for, for us as people managers, I think that's something to really kind of um, pay attention to of how can I create an environment where my team, our team can really be the best that we can. And so the couple of things come to mind because you know that's that's a great idea, but the, the real question is like, how do you actually do it, right? And so some tangible ways that as a leader, you can put this in place is to make it easy for new people to integrate into your team. And so I think about like, what are the rules of engagement for working with your team? Because there, there's so many, um, you know, we call them office politics. Um, we call it office culture. There's so much um, unspoken and unwritten rules of engagement when you enter a new workplace. Um, and things that we don't even think of. And so I think when you can think about it and verbalize it so that you make the unspoken spoken, I think there's a lot of power in that for bringing new people on, but also with the current team to like say like, hey, I noticed we do this and we just do it. Is this actually working for us? Um, and so let me just give you a couple of examples. So when um, we greet people, so let's use email because we're often all on email, right? Let's use email as a, as a as an example. 
So when you email somebody about anything work-related, do you just start typing your question or your comment? Do you put a greeting in? Do you say good morning and then you start typing? Do you put just their name and then you start typing? Or is there a greeting and a name and then you start typing? Uh, do you ask about their weekend? Do you say, hope you're having a great day? Um, there's no right or wrong way to that, right? But it is kind of unspoken and people do it their own way. And then they come into a team and they see how other people do it. And then they start mimicking that way. And so I think to be able to have discussion about, hey, is is it important that we use greetings when we email each other? Is it unimportant? Do people have feelings about it one way or another? And the reason I use that as an example is because people who just start typing the question or comment, um, there are people who do that. And there's people who will say, good morning, Tanya. How was your weekend? I hope you've been doing well. And then they'll start typing, right? Sometimes that causes unnecessary conflict. Some people perceive it as rude to just get an email and their name isn't, isn't at the beginning of it or there's not a greeting there. And so, again, it seems really minuscule. Um, but if somebody's opening an email taking offense because they weren't called by name, that's already kind of cutting into the amount of effectiveness that they're going to be able to, to have and contribute to the team. Um, and so looking at those things, when you have meetings, do you start exactly on time? Is there a five minute grace period? Or do you start on time, but the first five minutes, you're really just chatting, you're not really working. Um, like all of these kind of, again, little things, I think um, are the unspoken ways that we can welcome people into being part of the dream team and we can review if we want to keep it. Um, or it's a way that people can kind of feel left out. And when we're thinking of kind of bigger things, um, who are the decision makers on projects? Um, is it the one person who's been there the longest? Is tenure what matters? Is it whoever has the idea? Um, whether it's the right, whether it's, you know, it's the best idea for the circumstance or not, but whoever comes up with the idea, like they take the lead. Um, like who makes the final decisions on things? Um, who is making sure that the roles are clear for this particular project? We all have roles for our job, but when we're working on a project with a finite time frame, um, like who decides who takes notes? Who decides who follows up on the notes? Who decides who sets the meeting? Um, so these are just, you know, all these are kind of simple examples that. Um, I think I'd ask you to translate into your own industry um, so that it, it works for you. But like, what are the key points that you and probably the people you work with simply take for granted? It's just how we do things that you could really revisit to see if it is helping your team be as effective as they could be or not. I would love to hear from you. would love to hear how you create your dream team, what makes an effective dream team for you. Um, what some of the challenges have been, but we'd love to hear your thoughts and comments. Thank you for listening to Managing Well. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to learn more about today's episode, go to theladipogroup.com slash podcast for a worksheet on today's episode. A special thanks to my podcast team and the Ladipo Group who supports this show. Managing Well is produced and edited by Black Faves Brand Studio. 
I'm your host, Tanya Ladipo. If you have any questions or topics you want to discuss, email me at managingwellpodcast at theladipogroup.com.